Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church and our weekly podcast, Today's Word. We're talking about our fourth in the series on hope, and today we're talking sharing hope. From Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, Jesus went back to Capernaum, and a few days later people heard that he was home. Then so many of them came to the house that there wasn't even standing room left in front of the door. Jesus was still teaching when four people came up carrying a man on a mat because he couldn't walk. But because of the crowd, they could not get him to Jesus. So they made a hole in the roof above him and let the man down in front of everyone. When Jesus saw how much faith they had, he said to the man, My friend, your sins are forgiven. Some of the teachers of the law of Moses were sitting there. They started wondering, why would he say such a thing? He must think he is God. Only God can forgive sins. At once Jesus knew what they were thinking, and he said, why are you thinking such things? Is it easier for me to tell this man his sins are forgiven, or to tell him to get up, pick up his mat and go on home? I will show you that the Son of Man has the right to forgive sins here on earth, so Jesus said to the man, get up, pick up your mat, and go on home. The man got up, he picked up his mat, and went out while everyone watched in amazement. They praised God and said, we have never seen anything like this. So, do you believe the Christmas story? I know that might seem an unfair question, considering all that you folks, uh, that all you folks are here in church on Sunday morning, and that you have brought your children, or that you have intentionally searched our worship online on YouTube or Facebook, but it's really an important question, because it really is a window into what your expectations are for the child that comes by birth through Mary into a manger somewhere in the little town of Bethlehem, the hometown of King David of Israel. Do you believe the Christmas story? I, I know the Christmas story is so warm and fuzzy in so many ways that it is hard not to believe that a warm, cuddly baby was born to Mary and Joseph. But perhaps some other things are harder to believe or perhaps understand, like the shepherds in the field being visited by the angel chorus, and later magi showing up at the door of where Mary and Joseph were living with Jesus in Bethlehem with crazy gifts. I mean, really. Gold we can relate to, but frankincense, what is that? And myrrh, no idea. We can relate to the baby being born. We know that babies are cute and innocent, and in this deeply conflicted world, we need cute and innocent. So yes, we believe in the Christmas story, at least that part of it. But what about the rest of the story? On this third Sunday in Advent, the season of preparation for the Nativity, we are confronted with a story that just does, does not fit the Christmas narrative or at least the Christmas narrative we are comfortable with, the story about the baby. You know, the story that fits best with our comfortable moments on Sunday morning with the children finding presents under the tree, eating Christmas cookies, and happily playing with those cute new presents. I'm not sure about our Christmas morning. Brian and Rachel have made the wise decision to not try and come down to Otisville for Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. 
and instead allowing Noah and Wreck-It Ralph Emma to open presents at home before Sue, Katie, and I arrive. Now, I love, I absolutely love the warm, fuzzy Christmases of my dreams and of my history. But Advent 3 reminds us that Christmas is just the beginning of the story. And Mark reminds us in just his second chapter that the nativity is just a hint of what is to come. By the way, my original bulletin cover this Sunday was rejected by some of the staff. It wasn't what we have now, rejoice the light has come. Instead, it was a pair of abandoned crutches. Because the Christmas story isn't the Christmas story until the water becomes wine, the fish overwhelm the nets, the leper is set free, and the paralytic man picks up his mat and walks home. It's when the adult Jesus shows up that Christmas becomes real. When all that we thought we knew about God's uh, love is made flesh, incarnate, real, as Jesus sends the demons fleeing from Mary Magdalene, tax collectors and sinners are invited into the kingdom of God, and the religious snobs who were sure they had a lock on faith met God. Not a God who confirmed their prejudices, but a God who openly loved the unlovable, a God who could love us even when we are not perfect but rather very real people. And it was into the presence of Jesus, some friends who loved their, their friends so deeply that they tried to get him to the healer, caught the eye of Jesus, who saw not only a paralyzed man, but the amazing faith in the folks the religious thought were common outside the righteous people of God. But these friends of the paralytic man were amazingly uncommon, in fact, amazingly amazing, and moved heaven and earth to get this man into the presence of the incarnate Son of God, to give their friend the blessing that would change everything. You see, Christmas is not really about the baby, but about faith in God's provision. The faith seen in the shepherds and the magi who traveled for weeks, possibly months, and the friends who lowered their best friend through the roof, and in Mary and Joseph. The faith found in any of us who choose to believe in the love of God for those who need God's love the most. Christmas is us loving like a child. The man, the incarnate presence of God, and those around us who most need to feel and know Jesus. For it is in Jesus, yes, Jesus the man, we see the real meaning of Christmas. So, do you believe in the Christmas story? Amen. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's podcast. If you need to ask questions, you can contact us at otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org. Thanks for stopping by.